This is how we do it. This is how we podcast. <laughs> hey, Kara. Hey, Megan. How are you? I'm good. We're on the Witch's Magic Murder Mystery Podcast. We said it right away this time. That may be the earliest we've ever said. Because we always forget about it. I know. I'll just start chatting. And I'm like, oh, P.S. Oh, hey, guys. In Witch case you forgot which one you clicked on. They probably hear our accents and they know right away. Yeah. Not it's those Kentucky girls. Do we sound like we're from Kentucky? I, mm, yeah. We don't notice it. But when I have y'all ain't done notice nothing. (laughs) (laughs) But whenever, uh, yeah, when I go places, people are like, "Oh, where are you from?" Like when I went to New York, bless your heart. Yeah, they're like, "Ooh, where are you from?" As soon as I spoke, and I'm like, "I don't even think my accent's that bad." No, get me drunk though. Oh, same. Get real country. Yeah, I like it though. I'm entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, I was gonna say something. We got um. You know, a few episodes ago when we did the Mandela Effect episode, yeah. a lot of people are very upset about the Berenstain Bears. Thing. I'm still upset. I'm wounded. <laughs> wounded. It, it hurts. It does. And a girl sent me a sent a picture uh-huh. that is like it's got Berenstain. It's misspelled on the. Oh yeah. So I read a little more about it to be like, well, how is that? Yeah. yeah. Well, no wonder we're all confused. Yeah. But the the whole story is basically that that those books were so widely printed, and that they just, and some of them because everybody thinks it's supposed to be yeah. spelled differently, that they misspelled it wrong. Which maybe that's why we're all so confused, and why yeah. we never really know how to spell it. Maybe growing up we had the wrong print, <laughs> or we all grew up in a different dimension, and now we're here. That's yeah. what I'm saying. We've just met in this one. Welcome. I have not met a single person who's like, yeah, sure, Bernstein. That's how I remember it, too. Not no. a single person. No. So clearly. So if you're listening to, to this right now, you're on the right track. Yeah. We're all together <laughs> in whatever this dimension is. <laughs> Would you like me to talk about quantum physics again? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Let's definitely talk about that some more. Yeah, I'm going to just hand my podcast over to you. Yeah, okay, thanks. And All right, so. Let's get these books out. Cosmic expansion. No, okay. <laughs> All right. What do you have for me today? Okay, I, really, guys, I don't speak Russian. And I'm going to miss. You don't? I know. what I mean, contrary to any beliefs. There, what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I quit. Uh I am probably not even going to say a lot of these names in places just because. I'm just going to be like, you know, and then up on that hill or whatever. Because (laughs) I'm going to butcher every minute of this. It's okay. We do that sometimes. But I'm doing... But we're still, again, as Brene Brown would say, we're still worthy worthy. of love. Yeah. Yeah. We're imperfect and worthy of love. I am doing the mystery of the 1959 Diat Love Pass incident. Diat love pass. Diat love. I love this story oh so gosh, much. I love it it's so much. It's a great one. I was in a rabbit hole on this until probably 2 a.m. this morning. God, it's so I good. just was like trying to go back over my research and then just climbed into this website. It it's a lot. And I'll tell you about it as I'm going through this. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing on this one is like usually I can even be like. If, if I can't come up with any other explanation, I'll be like, aliens. But here, I'm like, I can't even say aliens on this one. Like, this one, I truly have no idea what happened. So, I can't wait to hear I what have, you have. I have some theories. I'm so excited. Because, <laughs> I mean, I got nothing on this. I mean, All I know is it's terrifying. It comes down to my theory with everything, really. I mean, more Murray, all the things. Fairies? 
I would love that. I feel like that's happen. your theory on everything. Well, fairies wouldn't cut somebody's tongue out, though. Go! What's your theory on Mara Murray? Listen, we're getting we're getting sidetracked. Here, well, let's do our podcast. Okay, and um, well, you know what? We should have a theory podcast day where we we should should just theories on like yeah. Because I have theories on Mara Murray too. Okay, we're not going to discuss those today because we're talking about the Diatlov Pass incident. Okay, there's also a film called the Diatlov Pass incident or the Devil's Pass, as it was renamed. Mm -hmm. Um, I looked into parts of it and i cannot watch movies like that because they terrify the shit out of me i mean and this whole just, story doesn't need any embellishment it's it doesn't see as that's it the thing will was like why can you sit here and read and research and watch all these true crime things but you can't watch that and i was like listen because true crime you know that there's an end you know that there's a method to these crazy people's madness but when you're watching something that someone created from this incident but also embellished Mm -hmm. you're then thinking different scenarios okay it could go this way it could go this way and then you're you're having to use your imagination and that terrifies me i go to sleep almost every night listening to true crime girl go right to sleep listening to these horrible true crime stories but their two voices i don't know if you guys listen to true crime garage but it's two men and something about their voices and the way they talk just puts me right to sleep and i mean that in a good way i love the podcast i'll go back and listen later to catch what i missed but like i go to sleep listening to true crime it doesn't bother me yeah just drift off to sleep like a baby yeah yeah, it's like Payne Lindsay's voice is just so soothing. Oh, Payne Lindsay's got a great voice. Yeah. And back to Dietlov. Okay, so in 1959, a group um, of like former skiing expedition people decided to go through places in the Soviet Union. Words are hard. Places with Russian names. Yeah. Uh huh. So, <laughs> according to documents um, that were found in the tent of these expeditioners. It suggests that it was named for the 21st Congress of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union. So it was possibly coordinated by this organization that has to do with the Soviet Union. Possibly. Okay. Says documents that were found. So there were 10 people that were supposed to go. Each member of the group, it consisted of eight men, two women, uh, they were all experienced hikers with grade two hiking, uh, which I know absolutely nothing about Same. this. But after they went on this expedition, they were to be, uh, once they were done, they were to be certified as grade three, which is like, high, like at that time, super high level okay. of hiking. I don't Sounds know. Good. Yep. Yep. Sounds great to me. The route was designed um, and mapped out and it was signed off on. So people knew the route that they were taking. But nobody else was going with them. Um, so on January 8th, that's when they confirmed the route. The goal of the expedition was to reach this mountain north of the site where the this incident occurred. In February, um, it was estimated to be the most difficult time to take this route. Okay. So I'm guessing the weather was just horrible. But I guess Super they cold. did it then because they were going with this, yeah, this high-level certification. certification. Yeah, okay. So on January 27th, that's when they began their trek towards this one place. I, You know, Gora O'Torton? Sure. That yep. sounds exactly correct. Yep. No way that's wrong. Keep no. Going. On January 28th, one member, Yuri Yudin, suffered from several health issues 
Uh, he had rheumatism and heart issues. He decided to step back and be like, guys, I can't do this hike. So that made the nine of them. Okay. Um, so only two women. So it was nine I, in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there were supposed to be 10, but Yuri decided to back out. I don't know why I had, I didn't realize there were that many. Yes. Which makes it worse. Yes. Okay. So the nine hikers continued the trek. Diaries and cameras were found at their last campsite site and made it possible to track the group's route up to the day preceding the incident. So they were constantly documenting everything. Like okay. each one of them had a camera. Each one of them had diaries. They were keeping notes, memos, like writing down their, like all things about their trek. Okay. So on the 31st, the group arrived at the edge of the Highland area and began to prepare for climbing. In a wooded valley, they got a surplus of food and equipment that would be used for their trip back. The next day, the hikers started to move through the pass. Um, and it looks like they had planned to get over the pass and make camp for the next night on the other side. But the weather started getting worse, like snowstorms and, I guess, crappy visibility because of the snowstorms. They lost direction and went west towards the top of Colot Cycle. Sickle. Sickle. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. When they realized their mistake, they decided to set up camp on the slope of the mountain rather than move 1.5 kilometers downhill to a forested area that would have offered some shelter from the weather they said that diatlov who is the leader of the group which is why it's called the diatlov pass he probably just didn't want to lose the altitude that they gained or he was oh yeah you know they're trying to achieve this next year he was probably like oh let's let's just camp on the slope that's right. what people speculate well, they all must be pretty good hikers so he probably just thought oh we can we're capable of this. and they're all camping in one single tent they're all sleeping in the same tent. I'm sure for body heat. Yeah. But the, it said the temperatures that night were super cold, like below 25 and 30 degrees Celsius. Ugh. Or negative 13, negative 22 Fahrenheit. No. Uh, uh, uh. Dyatlov had arranged with Yudin that he would send a telegram once the group Yudin had... Yudin is the one who uh -huh. backed out. Okay. Yeah. That he would send a telegram once they had returned... But when no telegram arrived on the agreed date or the week after, Yudin decided to alert the authorities. He was like, something's not right. Yeah. Like they, it's they a whole were, week later. Yeah, yeah, they were experienced hikers. They should have been back by now. The head of the Ural Polytechnical Institute, which is where the college, all of these people attended or, you know, were attending, decided to assemble a rescue team of students and teachers to look for the missing hikers. After they found some stuff, the Soviet army got involved. <laughs> just right away. <laughs> just right away. We're going to bring in the military. Yep. That, here we are. Yeah. So That's the, yeah. Okay, yep. Yep. So, I'll quit interrupting. <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> I probably won't anyway. No, no, please keep doing it. So on February 26, 1959, the researchers from the Euro Polytechnical Institute found their tent. It was cut in half, mm. but it was cut from the inside. In the tent, there were all of their belongings, including several pairs of shoes. Outside the tent, there were nine sets of put footprints made by people who were wearing only socks, a single shoe, or who were barefoot. The tent was cut from the inside. So, the rescuers followed all of the pairs of footprints. Some led toward the edge of the woods, which is about a mile. Um northeast of the tent 
At the edge of the forest under a large pine tree, they found the remains of a small fire and the shoeless bodies of two people who were wearing only their underwear. Bodies of these two people, Doroshenko and Krivoshenko. Yeah. Krivoshenko. So but it, that may not be correct, but that's close. Yeah, play, yeah, I'll just like ask Megan to pronounce it the next time. <laughs> like I'm an expert on yes. Russian words. Yeah. Uh-huh. So experts said that above the bodies, branches on the pine tree were broken to a height of five meters which is 16 feet it makes it look like one of them had tried to climb up there to look at something and when you climb up that tree it's looking back at the campsite but keep in mind these two were in their underwear and no shoes on in like negative 13 or colder. Yes. yes between the pine tree and the campsite the researchers found three more bodies uh, they were lying several hundred meters from one another there's no reason why these people are scattered all over the place when they're they're like trying to right. find them. Like they're just like what? So we these found people two are about the tree. tree. Yep. We found these three more. Yep. Right. Okay. I'm trying to keep. So that's five. Mm-hmm. So they didn't find the remaining four until May fourth. Oh. So almost two months later. So they found them, eighty-two yards further into the woods from the pine tree that the others were found at. Three of the four were wearing more clothing than the others, and there were signs as each of them died that their clothes were appropriated by those who were still alive. So it's not like there was a mass incident where they all died. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's like they were either running from something or running to somewhere. I But they would have had time. Well, this person died. I'm going to take their clothes and put them on now. So yeah. They, yeah. It couldn't have been just... One of the female's foot was found wrapped in a piece of one of the gentleman's wool pants her foot what now her it was wrapped in a piece of his wool pants like her foot got hurt or it was so cold that he like ripped his pants okay and put it on her foot Mm. like she was wandering with him and one of the others was found wearing davina's coat and hat okay so it's just like did you just scramble and grab stuff while you were in the tent Right. And it maybe it doesn't matter whose stuff it was. You're just grabbing things. So until the autopsies were performed on all the members, they were just like, oh, they just died from hypothermia. Like things just got weird. Like they just, you know, got too cold, ran off, whatever. Right. Got too cold and had that. Yes. You know, you go a little bit crazy Mm -hmm. and you start feeling so cold that you take your clothes. Like, yeah. 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 So they were just like, oh, it was just hypothermia until they started researching the bodies of the last four. One had several fractures to his skull. Another, two others actually had major fractures to their chests, but none of their bodies showed signs of external trauma. Like if they were, I've never fought a bear before. No. But I guarantee. Well, I have. Let me tell guarantee you. Guarantee that there's some trauma that that thing yeah. can impact. The last time I fought a bear, uh, you could tell. Yeah. It left that a mark. little, little impact, <laughs> little bruising. I'll show you my scar. Yeah. Okay. Great. But wouldn't 
you think that he would like he or she, whatever the bear was? I don't know. <laughs> we don't assume gender. We don't. We don't. Uh, wouldn't you think that the bear would have left like scratches if it was like sm- you know if it was like yeah. taking its giant ass foot and there'd and be smacking like, ragged at the person and it like hit that person's chest, ragged cuts, not yes. clean cuts, that kind yeah. Of but not just broken ribs and sternum and skull Ooh. fractures. Like, I, I don't know. The examiner said that the force needed to cause the fractures was compared to a car crash, as if they had been hit by a car. It was that forceful. Wow. Yeah. So uh, it, could they have fallen really far and hit? That's like, well, they climbed 16 feet into the tree, like. But those were the two that were but, found yeah, those at first. Same it wasn't course. these. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Okay. I don't know either. So one of Dabina, one of the two females, she was missing her eyes, her tongue, part of her lips, and part of her face, and a fragment of her skull bone. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh the skin on her hands was just grated. Grated? Uh-huh. Oh, just terrible. Like, yes. And... But Alexander, his body showed no signs of injury. He just froze. So part of me is like, okay, well, maybe wildlife got That's to That's what her. I was thinking, too. But her tongue? Like, it... Well, and why, if there were... If her mouth was open, maybe, when she was... Those four... Frozen? The four we're talking about were found uh-huh. together, right? Yeah. Like so why would wildlife go, you know, well, we're going to leave this guy alone. Yeah. Or we're just going to go after yeah. this one particular body. Authorities initially suggested that the group had been attacked by indigenous people in the area known as the Mansi. However, only hikers' footprints were visible in the snow, and none of the hikers' bodies showed signs of struggles aside from... What I found in doing some digger, di- what <laughs> doing some digging and more research, some of the men had like really bruised knuckles as if they were like punching, and mm. some of them had like bruises on their forearm as if they were blocking some hits. Do we know if they took any sort of weapons with them? Like, you know, okay, would you be afraid of wildlife? So, it in here it says that some of the limbs from the trees were clearly cut by a knife. But no knife was ever found anywhere on the bodies, anywhere within the vicinity. Yeah, but those bodies weren't found for four months. Like right. It, it could have washed could down. The, yeah. 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 Still. Yes. Just one knife, though. Uh-huh. You know? Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my hair cut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all mm-hmm. over again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo. Uh-huh. T-Y. M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top of the line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh my we gosh. got a so straightener exciting. and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so right. handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge MCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay, so I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally 
curly, wavy hair. So it was a huge game changer for me. It dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny, which I noticed immediately. Mm-hmm. I didn't even need to straighten it afterwards. And usually I do because usually I have all those wild like curls left over. Yeah. The wind power on this thing is intense. It's wild. Like I turned it up. I was like, let's play with these buttons. Okay. So it has three magnetic styling attachments. They're all amazing. You know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like, oh my gosh, this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's going to be so tangled. Not with this one. Nice. And it's magnetic. So it's great. So right now, you guys, our listeners can get 30% off their first order at timobeauty.com. T-Y-M-O beauty.com using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to tymobeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. Summer is the season of hot temperatures, outdoor adventures, and refreshing water activities. Summer is also the season of rough on your feet causing dry, cracked heels and toes. Introducing Babyfoot, the original exfoliation foot peel that contains 16 natural extracts formulated to remove dead skin cells in three easy steps. Apply the booties, relax for an hour, then wash your feet. In 14 days, you've got baby smooth skin and your feet have never been softer. Letting dead skin cells build up over time is hazardous to your foot health. Our professional-grade DIY products, like our original exfoliation foot peel, our men's foot peel, or our moisturizing mask, are some of the best foot care products on the market created with your foot health in mind. Pamper yourself with a spa day from the comfort and convenience of your own home with Babyfoot. If you want a chemical-free, easy-to-use exfoliating process from the company that created the original foot peel, it's time to treat yourself to Babyfoot. Go to babyfoot.com and use the code SUMMERFEET24 and get 20% off your first order with Babyfoot. That's babyfoot.com and use the code SUMMERFEET24. So then they were saying that they showed no signs of struggles. Another group of hikers that were about 31 miles south of the incident reported that they saw strange orange spheres in the sky to the north of the night of the incident. Similar spheres were observed in a similar area, and they continued for a period from February to March. Alien fairies. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. By various independent witnesses, including meteorology services and the military, these sightings were not noted in 1959 investigation. And various witnesses came forward years later. An officer actually came forward years later and said, I was told I was not allowed to put that in my report and had to redact it. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Well, it's just like how, what was it in the last year or two years? that our government has come out and said there is yeah you you know there are ufos yes you know yeah we do whereas back in 1947 Uh they were like nope weather balloon nope (laughs) no for sure not a ufo parachute so it just makes you wonder all the time what they're keeping from us (laughs) what do they know so the international science times posted that the hiker's death was caused by hypothermia which can induce behavior known as paradoxical undressing Mm -hmm. which you mentioned it's hypothermic subjects remove their clothes in response to perceived feelings of burning warmth. Like, if you're really cold and you get in a warm bathtub, your toes... Yeah. Yeah. It's indisputed that the six of the nine hikers died of hypothermia. However, others in the group appear to have acquired additional clothing from those who had already died, which suggests that they were of sound mind enough to add layers onto their bodies. Yeah. And that they lasted longer yes like what made what made these six why were they like and they were survival all experienced hikers yeah this is so weird 
So, some troubling questions are. <laughs> why were the, the whole thing. The yes. whole thing is troubling. Why were some of the members only dressed a little bit? Some were fully dressed. Why were they running through the snow barefoot or in socks or only one shoe? Uh, some of the theories are uh, six, members, six members of the group died from hypothermia. I mean, that's obvious. The other three had fatal injuries. At the time of the incident, there were no other people other than that group. All expedition members died between six and eight hours after eating their last meal. Three separate articles of clothing found on two of the bodies were radioactive. Oh. <laughs> I forgot that about there. that part. Yeah. Yes. I totally forgot that detail. But when I was reading more things on it, it was like they were radioactive from the waist down. So I'll get to my theory on that in a second. Okay. And then others, you know, had all like the force, physically forceful trauma done to their insides. Yeah. So another theory is the group woke up in a panic, cut their way out of the tent, either because an avalanche had covered the entrance to the tent or because they were scared that an avalanche was imminent. Mm -hmm. um, better to potentially repair the slit in the tent than risk being buried alive. They wore poorly. They were poorly clothed because they had been sleeping. Ran to safety of the nearby woods where trees would help the oncoming snow. So they'd like try to climb up into the trees. Okay, this all makes sense. <laughs> in I like the dark, it. Yeah, like in it. the darkness they got separated because you can't yeah. see anything in the middle of wintry Russia. Right. <laughs> Yeah, last yeah. time I was there, I couldn't yeah. see it. Yeah, yeah. So thing. I mean, that bear you were fighting. I know. I'll tell you, it was a it was a rough trip. It was such a rough. That was so hard on you. I know. I'm not yeah. going back. One group made a fire. They say that explains why he had like burnt hands. He was like hastily making a fire. Oh. Another one had burn marks on their clothing, so it was like, oh, maybe you know they were trying to help make the fire in just like such a haste. Got but too close. If an avalanche is coming at you, why are you trying to make a fire? That's not going to stop the avalanche. <sighs> But it said because of this, the avalanche, it was too cold. They all froze to death before they could locate their tent in the darkness. I don't understand. That That makes no sense to me whatsoever. Like, I don't think that that's... I think we should throw that out. The avalanche theory? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I get the whole thing of running from the tent in a panic. I don't... Yeah. I still think you'd be a little more dressed just because of the cold. But I yeah. don't know. Again, yeah. I'm not I'm not an experienced hiker by any... Yeah. yeah. Why are we naked? What's or, happening I mean, in what that tent? What were they doing hey. in that tent? But it's still just... Uh, I mean, I don't know that it was, I, I get that it does seem to me that something scared them to get the hell out of that yeah. tent quick and to take off running. I just don't know if an avalanche is. Yeah. When there's lots of things that. Or maybe they thought it was Agree with us. Okay. So the location of the incident did not have any obvious signs of an avalanche having taken place. It would have left certain patterns and debris distributed all over the place. The bodies were found within a month of the event. Um, they were covered with a very shallow layer of snow. Mm. And. Had there been an avalanche, it would have been a significant yeah, that would have been They buried. may not have ever been found. Mm -hmm. Over 100 expeditions to this region had been held since the incident, and none of them ever reported conditions that might create an avalanche. An analysis of the terrain and the slope showed that even if there could have been a very specific avalanche that found its way into the area, its path wouldn't have gone near the tent. Um, it would have, the tent may have collapsed on the side, but it, I mean, it wouldn't have hurt them. Uh, Ditlov was an experienced skier. And the older gentleman that was with them was studying his master's certificate in ski instruction. Uh, neither of these two men would have been likely to camp anywhere where they thought an avalanche could have happened. Yeah, I keep going back to that. Like, they're not dumb. Like, they're not beginners here. Yes. 
And then footprint patterns leading away from the tent were inconsistent with someone to let the group of nine people running in panic from either real or imagined danger. All the footprints leading away from the tent and towards the woods were consistent with individuals who were walking at a normal pace. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's weird. So were they being led by someone? Huh. Like, so what if someone showed up at the door of their tent and they cut it out try to go out the back yeah. but it's not like i mean a tent's hard to sneak out of <laughs> i know like if somebody's standing at the door yeah it's not like you can creep out the back without anyone noticing yes and if you don't like those theories <laughs> okay here's yeah. some more that are connected to right. it in 2019 a swedish russian expedition was made to the site and after investigations they proposed that a violent wind is likely the explanation for the incident these winds are somewhat rare events and can be extremely violent. They were implicated in 1978 at Anaris Mountain in Sweden, where eight hikers were killed and one was seriously injured in the aftermath of the wind. The topography of these locations were noted to be very similar. So, I mean, could they have been picked up and whatever? Or were they, like, trying to get away from it? I like, I guess if it, like, were to be such a wind that it would blow your tent down or something, yeah, you but would the use the knife to cut still, yourself out of it. Yeah. Just because it's like, well, we've blown down. Let's just, like, it's yeah. laying on me. I'm going to cut it off. Yeah. But, open. But the, the birth, stakes were... St- my birth <laughs> come out of the womb of the tent. <laughs> the womb of it. <laughs> okay. But it, the stakes were still standing, though. Oh. Like, in the photos of the tent, the, like, little teepee part of the, like, sides is still up. Okay, well, so that's so that's not they that's out. They didn't birth themselves. They didn't birth themselves from out the tent, of the tent into the world. Yes, military tests. Some speculation exists that the campsite fell within the path of the Soviet parachute mine exercise. This theory alleges that the hikers, woken by a loud explosion, mm. um, tried to escape the tent in a shoeless panic and found themselves unable to return for supply. After some members froze to death, attempting to endure the bombardment, others um, tried to take their clothing, but then they were fatally injured by the parachute mine concussions. I guess I'm just like, where does the radioactivity come into play? So a similar theory okay. alleges that testing of radiological weapons and is partly based on the discovery of radioactivity on some of their clothing, as well as the bodies being described by relatives as having an orange skin and gray hair, which they didn't have before they left. That's new. <laughs> That's a little different because you would think it, I haven't seen many dead bodies and many no. dead bodies due to hypothermia, but... No. You would think that they'd be like a bluish color, right? I would assume. No, they were orange. Or even like frostbitten. They so were like, like Cheeto. You know, they were like dark. Cheetos. Hmm. Hmm. I don't I don't know. It But we already know, like the theory before this where there was they're like a shoeless panic. Yeah. Like that, but they already know that the footsteps weren't like we're, that. They weren't running. Is it possible they initially had a shoeless panic? Right. And then went back to the tent and the to snow get more covered clothing. It yeah. And they walked out. But then why would some of them still be naked? Okay. So so there is whatever happened that they had to run out of the tent really quick, cut out, bird themselves into the thing. I'm yep. just going to keep saying it. I love it. It's the best male yeah. image. And then, so some of them take off running and, like, they never see them again. So the rest of them go back. Yeah. I don't know. So 
I'll I'll do this and then I'll go into my theories. Okay, good. But so on February fourth, twenty nineteen, Russian prosecutors announced that they were reopening the investigation into the Ditlov Dyatlov mm-hmm. Pass incident. This is one of the most puzzling mysteries of the modern area. Air Ru- God bless America. <laughs> I'm so excited to tell you my part. <laughs> I just want to get to this. Okay. okay. So its conclusions were presented in July 2020 that an avalanche had led to the deaths. Survivors of the avalanche had been forced to suddenly leave their camp in low visibility conditions with inadequate clothing and had died of hypothermia. So a deputy head of the regional prosecutor's office said it was a heroic struggle. There was no panic, but they had no chance to save themselves under the circumstances. So what made them decide it was an avalanche Mm -hmm, after initially mm -hmm, saying it wasn't? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now... I am aware that people can learn and change their minds. Yep. I encourage us all to learn. <laughs> yes. So that, and, and be okay with changing your mind as you learn new information in any aspect of life. Yes. But they, I just wondered if they said, like, I know we said this was not an avalanche before. There was no evidence of an avalanche. Yeah. But now we're going to say it's an avalanche. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. Well, in 2019, when CNN reported that they said there's oh, there's really only three possible explanations for these deaths. Only three. An avalanche, a snow slab avalanche, or a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> so, they forgot to say. A hurricane. Uh, alien berries. Yes. So they're really... A hurricane. Hundreds of expeditions are like, there's no way in hell that there was an avalanche. No way. And if there was, they wouldn't have stayed where there would have been one. They knew better. Yeah. And also, this was mapped out and approved by authorities. You would have thought, like, if there was potential for avalanche, authorities would have been like, hey, I think that you should reroute this. Yeah. Because you're within X amount of miles, north, south, east, or west of an avalanche. I don't know. It also just seems like if there was an avalanche, it would have been obvious there was an avalanche. Yes. Or a snow slab avalanche occurs when a weak layer of snow lies beneath a snowpack. When the weak layer of snow breaks off, it pulls all the layers on top of it down the slope. Mm -hmm. So Alexander was studying for his master's certificate, like I mentioned. And he and Igor Dyatlov would have been likely to camp somewhere where they didn't know that this could be a potential. They would have known the terrain. Right. So they They wouldn't have camped somewhere that would have happened. Yeah. Also, the possibility of a hurricane in this mountain is remote. Yeah. There's no No. possibility. Doesn't doesn't seem whatsoever. (laughs) Let's talk about what? Let's talk about my theories for a second. But from now on, whenever we have a mystery, I'm just going to be like, hurricane. Hurricane. Hurricane and alien theories. Yes. That is the answer to it all so one of my thoughts is what if when they did get off on the wrong path and decide to sleep in this one area what if there was some sort of military thing going on and they weren't supposed to be there yeah they weren't supposed to see so it then, especially because we're talking about the soviet union yes so then when they are doing their rounds they're like who the hell are these people in this tent mm-hmm I'm thinking that maybe the ones that were most clothed were already out of the tent yeah. and were found later by the military people, whoever these are. I'm not, I mean, I'm not making assumptions. Don't come at me. Um, but <laughs> these are all our opinions. Yes. Um, but what if they got them, like cut them out of the tent? But you, they cut from the inside. What if they were in the tent and just, you know, like, crazy psycho military, like, knife. Shank, yeah, you're coming with me. Yeah, we don't even need to go. Yeah. yeah, you're coming with me. We're going to prove a point. Yeah, so they... Don't get dressed. Yes, so then I'm wondering if the ones that, like, 
maybe some tried to escape from them and mm-hmm. like climbed up a tree and then had started a fire to see like the others like still being attacked. Like, I don't, whatever. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, this is horrible. There were two women. One who brutally murdered, obviously, like parts of her body were a mess. It also said in her, like she was the one missing tongue and her tongue and eyes. It also said that she had a really bad bruise on the inside of her thigh. Like what if, what if that happened to her? And others were like, what? Because if their footprints were so light and not scarce, they, what if they were being led yeah. And what if they were led into an area or what if they had stumbled across an area where they were doing testing of some sort? And that's why some of them were radioactive, but the others hadn't gotten to that point. And that's why. Yeah, it definitely seems like they were split up somehow. Yeah. Um, gosh. See, I just, this one. What do you think? I don't. Or I, they were attacked by, I mean, it's Russia. There are crazy bears there. <laughs> They're like massive, massive <laughs> bears there. I love you. Listen, listen. I'm a bear expert. <laughs> Russia has the worst. I mean, research this. There's bears. Oh, I, I can't. I wouldn't. There's bears. I don't know. I mean, I, seriously, this one is one of those stories that I'm just like, I would believe just about anything you tell me. I would believe it was an avalanche, except that they made such a good case for why it's not an avalanche. Well, they really so they did. Convinced like, me with the, the hikers said no. But also, like, when they recovered their camera footage, they recovered all of their cameras, except, like, in the tent and stuff, except for one. One left with his camera around his neck purposefully, and then a notepad as well. So he was trying to document what was happening. But then the officer who was in charge of it said, there's nothing on this notebook and took it. Yeah. And then they didn't like allow, I I don't remember if it was his sister or some relative of the one that had the camera to have those images until not that long ago. And a lot of those images are, it. I mean, it could be watermarks, but it looks like UFO stuff. <laughs> and then another one I'm just some, staring somebody, like what yeah huh and then somebody tried to say that it was like a yeti that attacked them i don't freaking know i mean uh, uh, listen russian yetis i listened to there's a podcast called supernatural by ashley flowers i love her voice it's a recent episode about bigfoot she does a pretty convincing job of being like oh bigfoot exists and it's a government cover-up we can't just be like oh right a yeti the whole idea is that what if the Yeti's radioactive? But it's, it all comes back together. Aliens, that Bigfoot yeah, is, is alien. An alien. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and it just got out of Area Fifty One and is stumbling across Russia. Let's and combine every conspiracy theory. It's reproducing <laughs> and with uh, humans and and then and that's the how the Star Children came to be. And then yes. <laughs> And that's how Scientology was born. <laughs> Tom oh, Cruise. He's the leader. <laughs> so Tom Cruise did it. Tom Cruise. Don't sue us. He didn't. Don't do sue it. us, Tom Cruise. You didn't do it. You didn't. Go jump on your couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's a I mean, that is one of the best mysteries that I've ever. I mean, I butchered every minute of it until I got to my <laughs> theories because I just was so excited to tell you there is a you website. Did not butcher every minute of it. You did great. Thanks, but there is a website dedicated to this incident. 
it is thorough. Yeah. Like, it has well, timelines and everything. Because we have no idea what and happened. It's like, literally, there can any theory. Any theory. Te- yeah. Yep. It, yeah. Sure. That can be we add it to the list because yeah. no one knows Nobody what the hell knows. happened. It's so scary. I still just want someone to explain the radioactivity. Well, okay. So, some people tried to debunk it by saying that the school that they were going to, they did, set, like, some classes or whatever, or their jobs had something to do with that. But I don't think the... Like, they said, well, maybe that the bag that they carried those clothing items in had it from school or work or whatever. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't the rest of the stuff have it? I mean, I would think so. Yeah. Wouldn't they have had, like, traces in their body from it? I'm surprised that it could even be as specific as just the waist down. Yeah. I don't I don't know a lot about radioactivity. Yeah. And radioactive substances. So were they, like, taken and turned into test subjects and then, like, dropped in certain areas? Were they spies? I don't know. Were they trying to research Bigfoot? <laughs> were they Bigfoot? Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Were they the aliens? Ooh. And they went there. And then that happened. To communicate. And then their, people, go a lot of their people turned on them. Their alien kind turned on them. I just like that it continuously comes back to aliens. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the one true answer, really. I mean. Because... <gasps> take it back to skinwalker ranch Ooh, the aliens tore the skinwalkers would rip the cattle's eyes and tongues out oh. <gasps> there's a portal we've solved it there's a portal there's a portal between russia and the skinwalker ranch okay you should call those people and just let them know we've got it all figured out we've, they can stop you all can pay us your millions now <laughs> whoever whatever you were paying that one guy we so got it it's in fine. like 10 seconds so just you share the wealth yeah it's fine it's fine good god i'm glad we did this today. i'm so Great. proud of us mark that off we did list. a lot <laughs> today in one Busy. episode man guys you're welcome <laughs> You're probably listening to us like once. That's what they always do. Yes. (laughs) All right. So thanks for listening. Yep. (laughs) We're just going to get weirder. (laughs) Um, If you would like to follow us on Instagram, it is Witches Magic Murder Mystery. And if you would like to email us any story ideas, it can be like, you know, in the last episode, we we read a story that wasn't Kentucky related at all. So don't feel like it has to be Kentucky related. Although we do love our Kentucky ones since we're both Kentucky girls. Anything related to true crime, any unsolved or just mysterious happenings. Conspiracies. Uh, what else? Magic. I'm super. I've been researching a lot yes. of curse stuff because we've only done the one magic episode, yes. and I've got I've got a curse episode oh, in the good. works. So I'm pretty excited. About good. It. We love folklore, witch stuff. Yes. Any story, you know, if you're not sure where it would fit, that's fine. You can just send it to us anyway. I just want to hear your stories. Yeah. <laughs> so you can email those to us at witchesmagicmurdermystery at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.